Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend JFK Mensa, a seasoned Bible teacher with over 40 years of ministry experience. He is a pastor, a church planter, a missionary, and an international conference speaker. He is passionate about making Christ-like disciples worldwide. JFK Mensa is the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God. Our Father and our God, we thank you as we walk through how to be sexually pure. Our prayer is that the handles, the resources, the power to stay pure in the midst of this sin-sick, sex-soaked society will be given to your children. That grace will be given to us to walk through this world and stay sexually pure. In Jesus' name, Amen. Last week, we began a series on sexual purity. And I tried to define sexual purity for you. It means staying pure without sexual sins in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit, your body, the kind of language, the words you speak, the things you watch, the websites you go to, and the kind of place you get involved in, the company you keep, how to stay sexually pure. Matthew chapter 5 verse 8, the scripture says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 22 he says, do not be a partaker of other men's sins. Keep yourself pure. Matthew chapter 5 verse 28 says, But I say to you, anyone who looks at a woman to lust after her in his heart has already committed adultery with her in his heart in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 3 the Bible says fornication adultery lust uncleanness and covetousness should not even be mentioned among you as is fitting for the saints if you get the Ephesians 5 3 we shall read it Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3. Yes. NIT version. Okay. But among you, there must not be even 
a hint of sexual immorality. There must not be even a hint of sexual immorality. Not even a hint of sexual immorality. Or of any kind of impurity. Yes. Or of greed. Because these are improper for God's holy people. In 1 Timothy chapter 5 verses 1 and 2, the Bible says you should treat the older men as fathers. You should treat the older women as mothers. You should treat the younger ladies as sisters in all purity. Yes, if you find it. 1 Timothy chapter 5 from verse 1 to verse 2 NIV version Do not rebuke an older man harshly but exhort him as if he were your father. Yes. Treat younger men as brothers Mm -hmm. older women as mothers and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. Amen. Now In this message, I am not coming across as somebody who wants to judge you, who wants to condemn you, who wants to disgrace you or to blame you because of sexual sin. I have been there myself. I am coming alongside you To tell you that it is possible to stay sexually pure even after you have been bound by sex. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13, the Bible says, No temptation has taken you but such as is common to man. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. He will never let you be tempted beyond your strength. But with the temptation, He will provide a way of escape so that you can bear it. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, NIV version. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. No temptation. No temptation. No temptation. No temptation. No temptation has ever seized you, but such as is common to man. Don't say that, oh, my temptation is too much. Oh, this is too much. I can't. Oh, other people are not being tempted. No, you are also a normal person. Your temptation is normal. God is faithful. No temptation will ever overtake you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful. Yes. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Yes. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out. Yes. So that you can stand up under it. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I had a very interesting experience. When I got my admission to the University of Ghana, I was not given residence immediately. So, I had to rent a room in Medina, which was the next suburb. 
in front of my room was a standpipe. And all the ladies in the area used to come there to fetch water. One day, after 10 p.m., a lady came to fetch water and she had just a towel around her bust. And so, because my door was open, she boldly looked inside and asked me, do you have a girlfriend? And I said, no, I am a Christian. And she said, what do you mean? You mean you are in the university and you don't have a girlfriend? You are wasting time? In fact, at that point, I could feel my defenses falling. So, I shot a quick prayer, an ejaculatory prayer to heaven. I said, Lord Jesus, help me. You know me. If I go, I slip back into fornication. I won't come back again. You know, after that prayer, I just slept. I woke up after midnight. The door was ajar. Mosquitoes were coming in. But the lady was gone. God had provided a way of escape for me to bear it. Therefore, the steps I'm discussing with you are not just armchair, professorial, you know, solutions I'm throwing out there. I know exactly what it means to be tempted by ladies. And I keep saying that it's a shock to me. I was sure when I get married, ladies will not tempt me again. After marriage, I saw that the ladies still could tempt me. And then I felt, oh, after growing up, I am 65 years old, but I still keep my heart in iron because ladies still can tempt you even when you are gray-haired. That is the truth. So, how do you overcome sexual sin and stay sexually pure in such a society? Number one, You need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. The reason is that all of us are sinners. We are not only sinners by choice. We are sinners by inheritance. Because Romans chapter 5 verse 12 says, through Adam, one man, sin came into the world and death followed the sin and spread upon all men. So all sin. Therefore, to stay sexually pure, 
you need a new dimension of power and that is to give your life your heart to jesus christ as lord and personal savior romans chapter 10 verse 13 says it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved so it means that if you call upon jesus and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved and that salvation includes victory power over sin last week I tried to gazette this for you these are Bible verses you need to memorize because you need them throughout your life. In Romans chapter 6 verses 3 and 4, the Bible says that we were crucified with Jesus, we died with Jesus, we were buried with Jesus in baptism and raised with him to newness of life. Galatians 2.20 says that I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are become new. Colossians 1.27 It says Christ in you the hope of glory. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 5 and 6 say we were made alive together with Christ and we were raised with Christ and we have been made to sit together with Christ in the heavenly places. Colossians chapter 3 Verses 3 and 4 say that you are dead. Your life is hidden with Christ inside God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, you will appear together with him. To accept Jesus as Lord and personal Savior and to be baptized in water in his name is the first key to breaking the power of sexual immorality and slavery to sexual sins over your life. That brings me to the second step. The power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. You need to understand that after accepting Jesus, the old man which used to enjoy pornography which used to enjoy masturbation, which used to be involved in incest and, and fornication, that old man is indwelling you and keeps fighting for dominion in your life until you die. And Romans chapter 7, verse 17 to 20 says that, I don't understand myself. The things I don't want to do, 
Those are the things I find myself doing. And the things I want to do, I don't have power to do. And so I know that it is no longer I doing it, but indwelling sin that is accomplishing this. Oh, wretched man that I am. Because of indwelling sin, you need indwelling Holy Spirit to put to death the lust of the flesh. So Romans chapter 8 verse 9 says that if you have the Spirit of God dwelling in you, then you belong to Him. Anyone who does not have the indwelling Holy Spirit, you don't belong to God anyway. The Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells inside you. Just as sin is indwelling, they use the same Greek word for Holy Spirit to indwell in you. But I want us to read the Romans chapter 8 verse 13. He says that by the Holy Spirit you can put to death the lust of the flesh. Yes. Romans chapter 8, verse 13, NIV version. Thank you. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. Mm. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Amen. Did you hear that? If you live by the sinful nature, you will die. You will die. You will die. Some Christians teach that once saved, forever saved. So even if you involve yourself in such sins, really, God doesn't mind. Because once you are saved, you are, you are saved. You are guaranteed for heaven. If you live by the sinful nature, you will die. Even as a Christian, you will kill the born again seed that heaven planted inside you. But if by the Holy Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the flesh, you will live. The power of the Holy Spirit has been given to us in order that we will overcome sin in the midst of this crooked and perverse generation. You see, the Spirit of God, Jesus said in John chapter 14, Verse 16 and 17 that I will ask the Father. He will give you another paracletus. A comforter just like me. The world cannot receive him because they don't know him. They don't see him. But you know him. He is with you. And he will be in you. And he comes to live in you forever. Now this is the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. Therefore, when he comes to dwell inside you and he is holy, he has power to keep you holy. He has power to break the chain of immorality, sexual sin over your life. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. The Spirit of God comes to break the chain of sexual sin over your life. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free. The power of the Holy Spirit. We need to take 
hold of this presence of the Spirit of God in our lives, in our hearts, so that we can walk in the fruit of the Spirit because God's Spirit dwells in us. And that brings me to the third key point. That is what we call the deliverance ministry. The healing and deliverance ministry. If after you are a born again Christian, after you have received the Holy Spirit baptism, you still have an unusual spirit of love after girls and women or as a woman after men then you need ministration of deliverance many Christians claim that a born again Christian cannot have demons I am here to tell you that it is not true the born-again Christian cannot be possessed by demons because Jesus bought you with his blood. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 23. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. You have been purchased. You have been bought by the blood of Jesus. Therefore, you belong to Jesus. Romans 14, 7-9 says, Whether we live, we are the Lord's. When we die, we are the Lord's. Whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. So the Christian is possessed by Jesus Christ. But the fact that you built a house and you are the owner doesn't mean there are no mosquitoes in that house. It doesn't mean cockroaches will not be in that house. It doesn't mean there will be no lizard in the house. Sometimes there are even mice hiding in the house. That doesn't mean that the mice, they own the house. It doesn't mean that the house is for the cockroaches and the lizards. No, they are trespassing, but they are there. In the same way, the born-again Christian is owned by Jesus Christ. And indwelt by the Holy Spirit. But there can be trespassing demons living in you. If every night you sleep and you see another person coming to sleep with you and have sexual activity with you in the night, is that the Holy Spirit? You can't claim that. You see? You can't claim that if you are a Christian and you are lasting after girls and fornicating every inch of the way. I mean, how can you claim that is the Holy Spirit? You are a Christian and you are watching pornography secretly. You are married, but you go and watch these naked girls' pictures and when they look at your phone, it's filled with them. And what is that? You are a born-again Christian then it means you have a problem and you must admit it and you must seek help. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, the Bible says the reason the Son of God appeared is to destroy the works of the devil. You see, family history, a family curse or a family covenant 
which makes you open to sexual sins. If your father was a polygamist, or you come from a line where they have been involved in incest, bestiality, all these kinds of things, and you find yourself prone from childhood, that's the first one. The second place where sexual demons come to defile you is from childhood abuse. When you were young, you were a child, you were sleeping with your cousin, you were sexually molested by, you know, close relatives and friends, or you were involved, you know, in some sexually involving things like a, a, a religious abuse. Your parents belong to an occultic church and then they give the children over for sex when they are having communion, something like that as a ritual you grow up you see being prone sexually because you have opened a door in your soul then those who have been promiscuous the first Corinthians 6 16 says that whenever you unite yourself sexually with a prostitute or a woman, you become one flesh, one body with the person. Therefore, there is a soul tie with that person. And what happens is that it, it opens you up to these spirits to molest you. Then, of course, there are other sexual sins. When you commit them, you get the result in your body. And part of it is that it becomes a foothold for Satan. So you see yourself, you are married. But when you see other men, you are lasting after them. As a woman, in the office, you know, or at school, and so on. Because there is something in your life which has opened the door. After becoming a Christian, if you, if you get sexually involved with people other than within the context of marriage, you give Satan a foothold in your life. Now, these things are beyond just the flesh. You find that it becomes compulsive behavior. You do it, you are worried but you do it again the next day. Then you need ministration. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Because it is written, curse is anyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham will come upon the Gentiles through faith. And Colossians chapter 2, verse 14, he says that every handwriting, of sin and ordinances against us, Jesus took them and nailed them to the cross. This means that you can use these Bible verses to set a captive to sexual sins free. You can use them to break the chain. But by the time you finish with the deliverance ministration, you will see that you are free. Now, with that freedom, 
you need to put in place four other things if you want to stay sexually pure. Number one, flee. First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 says, flee immorality. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 22, flee you fool last. You know, James chapter 4 verse 7 says, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8 and 9. He says, you adversary the devil. He's going around like a roaring lion, seeking whom to devour. Resist him. We are to resist the devil. But we are to flee from sexual immorality. It means sexual immorality is more powerful than the devil. That's the truth. So, you need to make up your mind. Look at Joseph. When Potiphar's wife held his clothes and said, come and lie with me. Joseph said, how can I do this thing? And sin against God. And he fled. Left the cloth behind. And fled. Today, we all hail Joseph. Another man was Samson. He was also anointed with the Holy Spirit. But he found himself on the ties of Delilah. And he did not flee. And Delilah shaved him Sakura. Until he was, you know, all the hair was gone. The seven locks. And the Bible says in Judges 16 verse 20, he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. And he got up and said, I will shake myself as formerly. And the Lord had left. Therefore, if you want to stay sexually pure, flee. Fight fire with fire. You see, whenever you see that you are tempted and locked in a flee, run, you have your legs. What are you sitting there? I tell my, my uh, friends that I use my money to buy the television. Therefore, if there is something sexually impure on the television, I just put it off. That's all. It's my money. I put it off. Why should I buy a box which tempts me in my own room? I don't want to do that and sin against God. You see, sometimes I watch the, the news and other shows with my wife. But when there is something which is sexually explicit, I just leave. I go away. My feet are there. I just go. When I'm driving and I see a lady who is, you know, immodestly dressed so that I don't need to go and watch pornography on the internet. <laughs> there is pornography on the street. You see, I'm driving. I remove my head. That's all. Flee. Flee means flee. You see? A, 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 a certain lady shared with us how the husband, whenever he is driving, he sees any girl, he'll be looking, he'll be looking, and the other time uh, he saw another girl and he was looking and he nearly smashed the car against an electric post. And she asked the husband, Why did you stop looking? Keep looking. <laughs> Keep looking, brother. You see, flee means flee. Anything which will remind you all former letters of your former girlfriends, tear them. Every picture, delete the picture. Every uh, phone numbers of ladies you have been involved, just 
fight fire with fire. If you want to get out of sexual immorality and be pure, you must flee. That's it. Then, the second thing to do is to make hedges around yourself. We all praise Billy Graham because 60 years of public, national and international ministry, nobody has heard any rumor of his being involved with any woman. Why? Because of the Modesto Manifesto. You see, at the Modesto, eh, eh, Modesto in California, he and Beverly Shea and some of his team, they sat down and wrote a manifesto. One of them was that none of the team should ever be seen in privacy with any woman except your wife. That's it. I told my wife that if your friends who are women, if they visit you, and I have to drop them in the night. If you will not sit in the car, then I won't go. It may look harsh, but I tell ladies that if I don't know you, and the rain is beating you, and I'm passing with an empty car, I will drive straight past you. That's it. I have intentionally built hedges around myself. If I'm counseling a lady the first time, second time, I bring my wife in or hand you over to her. These are hedges. If you want to stay sexually pure, you have to take these decisions. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself with the king's rich food. That's it. These are decisions you need to take. Then, after building the hedges, the third thing you need to work on is the kind of company you keep. Your friends. You see? The kind of company you keep, the books you read, the music you listen to, you know, the websites you go to and those things. If you are serious about presenting your body to God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, then you must not be found in company with people whose language is just sex. You see? And they dress anyhow, they do anything, they swap anything, they, you know, and they listen to any kind of music. If you, if you don't watch your company, then you are finished. Proverbs 27, 17 says, just as iron sharpens iron, a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Proverbs 13, 20 says, if you walk with wise men, you will be wise. The companion of fools, you pay the price. You pay the price. How do I know? Who taught me how to masturbate? It was a friend. It was a friend. I was in secondary school. And this friend took me out we were going to study in the bush. And when we got there, instead of studying, he removed his pair of trousers and started masturbating. And I hadn't seen anybody do that before. And when he, I said, what are you? He said, ah, small boy, you, you are in a boys' school, you don't know this. And when I went back to the dormitory, 
I practiced it and it worked. It was like a new bicycle. I started masturbating daily. You see? And it destroyed my life. If you don't watch the kinds of friends you pick, the, kinds, the company you stay with, you see, the books you read, the, the songs you listen to, you need to take a drastic decision about it to stay sexually pure. And even though all these first three are negative, the fourth one is positive. Go into the Bible. Memorize Bible verses which will help you to stay pure. Look, in my battle against sexual immorality, to keep my mind free, my heart free, my conscience free, to keep my body free, I have looked at every possible Bible verse that deals with sexual issues. You see, one of them which I want us to read is Revelations chapter 14. I want us to read verses 4 and 5. Just listen. Revelations chapter 14. Yes. Verses 4 and 5. Yes. These are those who did not defile themselves with women. Yes. For they kept themselves pure. They kept themselves pure. He talks about the 144,000 on Mount Zion who were going with the Lamb wherever the Lamb was going. And they had kept themselves sexually pure. They did not defile themselves. They followed the Lamb yes. wherever He goes. Mm. They were purchased from among men and offered as first fruits to God and the Lamb. Please, don't get the idea that everybody is doing it. Not everybody is doing it. Just as God told Elijah, I have kept 7,000 for myself who have not bowed the knee to bad. There are people on earth right now who are virgins. There are people on earth right now who are not toying with pornography, who have not been involved in fornication, adultery, incest, and those things. There are people right now who are living for Jesus. And at first, I didn't believe that a person could stay without lasting after girls. I actually heard a pastor on the platform saying that, look, it's in the Bible, that if anybody looks at a woman to last after her in his heart, he has already committed adultery with her. Do you think anybody can obey this? I heard a pastor say, and I told myself, it's because you are not able to keep it. That's why you think nobody can. I say to the glory of God, that God has given me grace. I was in sexual immorality, but he has brought me out. The blood of Jesus has brought me out. The Holy Spirit has brought me out. My chains have been broken. And now I can say anywhere that my mind, my conscience, my heart is not defiled. And glory to God. He can do it for you too. 
God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Follow JFK Men's Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Mensa's books and keep up with his ministry at www.jfkmensaministries.org. God bless you.